Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So you're the sales guy. Um, break it down for us, right? I'm sure people pay you for this, but you're going to give it to us for free. What goes into these marketing sequences? What do people need to do? And I know the platform does it for them, but what goes into that? Is there a psychological pathway that it follows? Is there a certain language flow? Like, what do people need to know about this? It's a great question. So one of the things that, you know, I think the most important with any sales or marketing is you can have great data, you can have every tool in the book, but if you don't have great content and great emails that convert, none of that matters. If you, can, you, if you have 20 contacts at work, but you don't know how to you know, articulate in a message, it's not going to work. So some examples are you know, subject line and, and body paragraphs of emails. People think you know, long subject lines or you know, creative subject lines work. But to be honest, a simple subject line like high SD actually will get you the best converted, conversion. Um, really? So, okay, oh, guys, wait. Write these down. Okay, best subject line. One second. Yeah. Meaning that that's the actual subject of the email. Hi, Esty. Hi, Esty. That's it. No way. Actually, will get you then better than writing, I want five minutes of your time. Or, you know, quick follow-up, for example. Two to three words is all you want in your subject line. And here's the reason why. When you write an email, most people look at their emails after work, before work, or when they're looking at it on their mobile device. If you're writing a six to eight word subject line, guess what? Your prospects don't see that. They only see the three words on their mobile. So your, three, your first three words are the actual most important words in your subject line. Ooh, okay. This is email marketing gold. Guys, I hope you're taking notes. I'm taking notes. All right. First three words equal most important. These are my yeah. notes. Um, I like that. I always thought about that, but I never thought about it in that way. Um, but I use, okay, so hold on. I'm going to pick your brain for a second. I use brackets sometimes. Love it. Brackets will enable that part to shrink. People can still search and track it, but you don't lose the whole line. Yeah. I, I, I use brackets as well sometimes. Yep. Yep. Okay. So bad. the brackets, do you know how many characters it reserves? I've never counted it. I don't know how many, but you know, okay. I use brackets. But I, as I said, you know, three to four words max is what I try and do it's my subject, subject line. line. And your I whole point of your subject demon is genius. Always personalized. So that's one thing in our, in our system. You can personalize as much as you want. So for example, you can build your own tokens and say, you know, SD loves the sun. So you can actually put that as a token, what is a hobby or an interest of SD and you can put it in there. So personalizing is very important. So your name, obviously, you know, Sean, quick question, SD, quick question, hi, SD, are great one. Um, a second tip I'm going to give, and this is gold too. And, and, and I actually, my own team makes this mistake and I've recently changed it is when people email, I hate when they say, you know, I'm going to use your name. So hi, um, my name is SD and I run company ABC. Um, I'd love to talk about this with you. Like people don't want to hear about what SD does. They want to hear yeah. about what the prospects doing or this the challenges. Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. Every time I see an email like this, I blast them. I'm like, I just, I just send them chapter three of Dale Carnegie. Nobody cares at all about you and what you do. Stop exactly. Three paragraphs introducing it and then asking them for something. What is wrong with you? Well, especially like, for example, if I said, you know, hi, I'm Sean at autoclose.com. Well, guess what? My email is Sean at autoclose.com. <laughs> they already have my name and they already have my company. And in my signature, they have everything too. Don't repeat yourself. 
say something like, you know, I can increase your website conversion by 82% in three days. Well, I'm going to read more if somebody wrote me that than if I heard, hi, my name is Sean. Just my, 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 my two cents. Totally. So, so the subject line is try to include the person's name, two to three words. And then the first sentence of your email is your promise. Here's what uh, yeah. I can do for you. I would say try and hit a challenge or try and hit a pain point of that person. And as a marketing person, you probably know buyer's persona is extremely important. So try and hit that pain point of that buyer's persona that is your target market. Totally. And then what do we do? And then you want to build out six state email sequence. So you want to build that out because a, for example, we're, we're doing a podcast right now for an hour. You might be on calls later. Everyone's busy. Everyone's getting too many emails nowadays and everyone's too busy. So you want to continue to automate those follow-ups. Um, but those follow-ups aren't long emails. So after you send that first initial email with you hitting that pain point, all you're really trying to do in your follow-up is say, hey, Sean, um, I, I sent you an email last week, didn't get a reply, I know you're busy, do you have 15 minutes this week? Like two, three lines. No, no prospect wants to read a whole paragraph, again, on why you're gonna be good. Everyone's so good at doing this, I'm so good, I can get you this. Just try and get that call, get that demo, get them on that screen share on Zoom, and that's the best way to actually close a sale. So you want to continue to send those follow-ups. And once that prospect replies and is willing to give you 15, 20 minutes, they're actually removed from the sequence. Got it. So this is all built in. So I'm saying email marketing tools, like we use active campaign. So yep. you're kind of combining list purchase and are you, would you look at active campaign as a competitor? Is that like the kind of thing or because your thing is specifically toward hitting lists, active campaign is what I use to build every email sequence we do. Um, guys, it's like MailChimp, Constant Contact, just yep. more expensive and fancier. <laughs> a lot more expensive. Well, thanks for telling me. I, I, know, I look at our bill every month on MailChimp and I'm just like, oh my God. So if you're paying MailChimp, pay active campaign instead, it's way better. Okay, um, well, I'll, I'll send it to the marketing team. <laughs> yes, to the marketing team. Once you pay, because um, active campaign actually builds sequences purposefully, MailChimp integrated. Okay, so guys, um, Warning, tech talk for the next few minutes. So the three biggest email marketing platforms right now, um, Constant Contact, MailChimp, yep. Active Campaign with a bunch of accessories like Drip and all these like billion other things. People use HubSpot. I'm like, I can throw out 15 names. Yep. Um, I, I do a t I'm, a, I'm a tech geek. I was a CIO for six and a half years um, before I started doing this. So I, I love technology. I love all the different types of information systems. I do database architecture. So like understanding how they're built on the back end. So MailChimp was built to be a almost like a newsletter marketing platform. Yes. Okay. Active campaign was built for sequences. Okay. So that's the biggest difference. MailChimp, I feel like, looked at Active Campaign about a year ago and they're like, oh, that's the cool guy on the street now. Okay, let's put in sequences for us too. But it's very sloppy. It's very clunky. The interface is super annoying. And MailChimp is free for the first 2,000 contacts. So if you have less than that, stay there, right? Don't, but as soon as yeah. you start paying them, and that's what I did, I switched. I'm like, if I'm already paying you, I'm rather pay someone else. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a look at that. Back. Yeah. I'm obsessed with active campaign now. Um, just the, the level of automation, the interface, right? So I looked at drip also, which is another one that is built for sequences. Um, but the interface is very clunky. Active yeah. Campaign is like, it's like the Lamborghini. It's just, it's so sleek. It's yeah. <laughs> like, and it's so intuitive. You just, you go in. I love intuitive software because again, software geek. Um, I love it when I can look at it and I can basically figure it out myself. Right? Yep. That's why I like am getting all my clients off of Asana, moving them all on to Monday. They're like, but Asana. I'm like, yeah, but nothing. Okay. Like move. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, a lot of software research. Okay. Tech, tech segments. <laughs> so, so I'll tell you the difference between, so an active campaign is a marketing, is more of a marketing tool. It's a marketing tool. Correct. MailChimp, so we use MailChimp for marketing. Auto close. The big difference between a MailChimp, an active campaign and auto close is auto close actually sends the emails directly from you and your servers. Ah, okay. Where a MailChimp and active campaign still sends it from you, but from their servers. servers. So, so if you have spam words and stuff, you might sometimes end up in promotions folder, marketing folder, because it's a marketing email. So auto close bypasses that because it's using your personal server. So it's like GMAS, but cooler. Exactly. So, it's, it's, so we connect directly with your Gmail. We don't, I mean, you can do, but we don't ask you to do those pretty newsletter HTML. It's more text emails to try and follow up. Sequences. Yeah, and we don't want pretty newsletters. Guys, if you're trying to do sales emails, no pretty newsletters, no banners. No. no, these are meant to look personal. Exactly. They are impersonal, personalized. <laughs> <laughs> So that would be the big difference. That's actually really cool that you say that because I, I've always had my eye on which tools get into the inbox. Yes. Um, and so now I'm adding your tool to my official list um, for that exact reason. So guys, if you ever notice, like sometimes you send an email and it ends up in everyone's spam or sometimes you get emails to your like, so me, I'm work backwards. Any sales email that lands in my inbox, I back hack it and I try to figure out what platform they use and how they sent Very it. Smart. Very smart. <laughs> which is smart. how I found GMAS. Um, <laughs> That's how I figured that out. I never, there was no advertisement. Someone got into my inbox with it. And I'm like, what is this? Go on a source code and check it out. And do I do, I do, I do. I write <laughs> in the facts and I'm like, where? I do that for websites also. I'm like, who built this? What video is this on? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's sometimes to my detriment because I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone is using Wistia. And then I realized that Kajabi white labels Wistia. Okay, sorry. That was a really long tech. Um, I just obsessive <laughs> because you know what? My whole motto is more money, less headache. Right? How do yep. you earn more and work less? How do you work smarter? How do you pay less and get the best tools? So for that, I have to do a ton of research. So every time we need a tool or a client needs a tool, we will go and we'll research all the biggest things um, and any small suggestions that people have as well. Like, oh, my friend used this one. I'll check that out too. And sometimes we found great little things that way. Just because yep. something's not popular doesn't mean it's not excellent. When we switched calendaring software, we analyzed all the biggest calendaring softwares. I could tell you exactly why you would use Calendly versus Schedule Ones versus Acuity versus anything else. So do you use Calendly? I do not. I use Acuity really? for very specific reasons. Okay. So I, we use, I love Calendly. We use Calendly. Um, I love Calendly also, but if you're trying to sell with it and you want people to pay and you want to do package sales and you want to do yeah. all that stuff. Okay. That's different. Acuity. Right. We're if doing it more just, for just demos booked. Correct. Demos booked. Calendly is perfect. Yep. Unless you have an entire team, in which case you use schedule once because it's the only one that does an auto rotator. Oh, that's interesting. There you go. You're welcome. And uh, both um, Calendly and Schedule Ones will create a shared invite, whereas Acuity will not yep, create yep. a shared invite. So we analyze on all these metrics. Interesting. So we, yeah, we're, we're fully integrated with Calendly. That's why we actually, Acuity we should look at, but I'm fully integrated with Calendly right now. Acuity look at only if you want to do paid and packages. It's totally not what you need. Acuity yeah, exactly. is built for independent service providers who want to bill through it for that blend. And it automates that entire process, which is amazing, including the email follow-ups. And it's fantastic for that. If you're just trying to schedule demos, if you're single people, Calendly is perfect. Yep. And if you're a team, Schedule One is actually next levels it in a completely different way. Some great info. <laughs> okay, wait, back to this. Because wait, now I want to pick your brain again now. So, because... Hold on. I'm going to pause for a minute because we're going deep into email marketing. Do you guys only do the email marketing part now? Do you still do the snail mail? Do you guide people on how to write um, direct sales letters that are printed or do you only do the email stuff? So the platform is only emails. We do have phone numbers in there, but we don't have anything but email currently 
inside the platform. But as we talked about, you know, content in the emails recently, um, one of the things we did actually now, we now provide is where we write the sequences for our clients because we've tested it, we've researched it, we've done it before. So we now do that as a service to help them get better, better results in their sequences. Because at the end of the day, that's your engine. You need your content to be good. Totally. Do you write them personally for each client or do you have like standard scripts that people can pay X to get the scripts? Both. So inside the platform, we give you free templates, sequences okay. inside the platform, but everyone's business is different. If you want it specifically for your business, we do it separately. It takes about four days for our, our content team to do them and we mm -hmm. actually write them up for you. Very cool. And do you guarantee or do you have like stats to show the different click-through rates? Yeah. So inside the platform, you'll see your open rate, your click-through rate, your reply rate and all that stuff right inside the dashboard. Um, awesome. for each okay. We went super tech geek on everybody. <laughs> okay. Guys, email marketing 101. Now I know not every listener, like I get very excited with this and I'm like jargon, 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 jargon. And everyone listening is like, SD, I don't know anything you just said. <laughs> like, okay. So let's, let's backtrack. Let's just go like 101 for a second. Email marketing. Yep. We send emails to people. Those emails have subject lines, they have content, and they are meant, when it's email marketing, in the end to sell somebody something. Yeah. Um, sales funnel, the more emails you send, hopefully the more people you sell. But there is a place in between hit send and make sale. The first thing yep. is how many people get your email, how many people open it, and how many people click on anything that you've put in there for them to click on. And that, guys, is the open rates. How many people open the email? Click-through rate is how many people click, because if you're sending an email, you want them to take action, you've put in, again, if you've ever listened to me say anything, you have put in some request for them to take action. Yeah. And so then there's something for them to click. And those are the levels of automation that can be tracked. How many times it was opened, if something was clicked, how many times it was clicked. Um, I always love it when I used to look at my MailChimp stats. I don't do this so much now because just a little more people on the list. But we used to send monthly newsletters back in the day, uh, which you don't do so much now. Um, I used to look at my open rates. And it was always funny for me to see like the people who opened it 10 times or 15 times. But I feel like they just had their email on like auto advance. And they were probably like yeah. even in their inbox. And like every time they get up to my email, like, oh, I'll look at that later. <laughs> <laughs> and then they come back like, I don't really believe they opened my email 10 times to read it. Some of the stats that we see in our marketing team too. So I think, it, uh, I think you're right and you hit the, the bullet on that one. Yeah. And, and that's something you have to understand. You really do need an intelligent eye to look at. Because you're like, this guy opened my email 10 times. He's such a hot lead. I'm like, no, no, no. He just keeps not deleting it because he's going to look at it later. He's really, no one who cares that much opens it 10 times, reads it, and is like, I really want to talk to this person. Should I? No one does that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> totally. Okay. So now I get to go back into the deep dive. So two to three word subject line with a name, great opening line that hits their hot challenge or their pain point. Then how long is that first email? What should go into it? Do you make a request on the first one? Like I know there's so many different opinions on this and I really want yours. Uh, I, so I usually try and keep it between 75 to 125 words max okay. um, on the email. Um, and it all depends on who I'm reaching out to and who, which one of the buyer's persona. So if I'm reaching out to a CEO who I, for example, might want to make more money for, I might throw in and start throwing in some more stuff to get trust. So I might throw in case studies. I might throw in um, someone in their industry that's using the platform and their results. Um, but ideally, I like to put my Calendly in there um, because I find once I can get them off, off the emails and into a Zoom, which is a screen sharing platform or 
a call, um, my conversions are a lot better. So ideally we try and get them on the call because once we can actually show them the platform, we have a very good conversion. So the whole goal is to get them off that email and to show, show them the platform. Right. And that's the sales funnel. Do you have people though that are using this to sell things that are more automated? Meaning selling, again, direct selling, right? So this is, we're doing email marketing into what we call direct selling, which is where you get someone on a phone, you actually close the deal or onto a, a video chat, um, which probably has a higher conversion rate than phone, I'm guessing. Um, it's for many reasons. Yep. Um, what about people who are trying to sell something automatically? They, they have a $59 course. And they want to yep. just, you know, spray and pray as we call it, right? Yep. <laughs> Massive email blast and hope that people buy this thing. Yeah. So th the thing is, we're not an email, real email marketing tool. We're more of a sales automation tool where because okay. we're sending it from your Gmail, you can't actually email blast people. You have a limit that you can send because you can only send say 500 a day from your Gmail. Ah. That would be the limit inside our platform. If you wanted to you know, blast a hundred thousand people, you might want to go to like a, a send grid or one of those email marketing yeah. platforms. Um, so more people, you know, with ours, they're trying to be, be, be more salesy, but trying to really nurture them through a sequence. I mean, you could automatically go in right away for the, um, the four nine dollars. But what I would do for that is I would use like a MailChimp or one of those marketing tools, take your four or five star people that are currently engaged in your marketing stuff, push them through your sales where they're almost sales ready and then email them, you know, to try and close them. Okay. I hear that. So then let's go on the angle where you guys are the strongest, which is the, again, lead gen in order to get yep. them on a direct sales call. Um, and, and this is very personal, right? It's coming from your personal email, from your personal name. That's where it's yep. meant to be from. Um, so that first email, 75 to 125 words, depending on the buyer persona, um, lay out buyer personas for everyone. Okay. So buyer's persona would be, um, Anyone, in, anyone that might purchase your product and the reason why they would purchase your product. So everyone has a different, here's an example. For auto close, let's just say CEOs, um, national sales managers, and sales reps are three different personas. A CEO, CEO wants to make more money. So in my messaging, I want to talk about how I make their company more money. A national sales manager wants their regional sales managers to hit quota because a national sales manager gets a bonus on how well their regional does. So they might not care about how much money I'm going to make them. They might be more important or more concerned about how many qualified leads or demos I'm going to bring. An SDR, you know, is trying to get leads for his account SDR? executive sales development representative. Got it. Okay. So an SDR won't care about how much money I'm going to bring. They just want to have a calendar full of meetings because the more meetings they book, the more money they're going to make. So each person has different reasons why they want your product and you have to, you have to build to your them. content. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. This is when I talk about target avatar, that's, I was just making sure that it translated the same. That's the buyer persona. Like we actually, I have like this little sketch of a, of a menchie, like a little yeah. sketch person. And I tell my clients, dress him up, name him first. <laughs> right. Um, and we have like, you know, what is their key pain point? What is their key desire? What is like, and, and that's what you have to know about your person before. And this is when we teach our marketing course, that's the foundation, right? Everyone's like, yeah. I just want to go out there and get people. I'm like, you got to know who they are first. 100%. You can't go get them if you don't know who they are. You don't know how to talk to them. It doesn't help. Um, okay, so you've already crafted buyer persona, and so you're writing for them, to them, based on that, understood. What's the angle of each of the emails in the sequence? So email one is, like, I like to kind of summarize, like, like let's say I'm building a sequence for a client, right? So, oh, I just did this yesterday. Oh, where is this one? Um, this was for a fundraising. Ah, there's this guy. 
Um, oh, so we were beginning with a survey to re-engage the audience. Yeah. And then I told him that we're going to layer in. We, we, I like layering stuff because it makes it more effective. Um, so we're starting with a survey. Then we're actually going to be layering in a certain type of giveaway. I don't want to give yep. away too much. Um, so we're beginning with a survey to re-engage. Then we're going to hint at a giveaway. Then um, with like a reminder, do survey, you know, 30 second type, whatever. Um, then it's a survey results are coming. Then it's a boom. Here's all the fun stuff that's happening with the survey results. Then it's a, you know, three email sequence. Um, yep. you know, the giveaway's going, it's getting closer. People are winning. You got to get in on it. And then it's a, okay, answers are coming. Go follow us on social to yep. get your answers. And then it's a, hey, answers are going live in two hours. And then it's a, okay, answers went live yesterday. Here they are for all of you losers who didn't follow us on social. <laughs> kind of like, you know, when I script a campaign, like I, I kind of do it like that, you know, and then it goes to the copywriters. And, and, and that's perfect. I mean, that's, that's good. Cause you're, you're teasing, teasing, teasing and going in for the kill and then going back and teasing, teasing, and then saying, you know, giving a little bit of FOMO fear of missing out um, at the end. It's perfect. Yeah. So what would be, so that was, again, that was a very specific sequence for a very specific situation. What would be a more basic standard lead sequence? Like if you were to name the six to eight emails and by the way, psychology, right? It takes five to seven touch points to go yep. from, cold to closed. Yep. Um, so that would be the six to eight emails. <laughs> that's that's yep. why. So I would, I would go in for, you know, I'd go in first with a generic, try and hit that pain point and challenge. So you can actually get them to read the email. And then, um, you know, if they don't reply, I start to build, you know, trust. So I'll actually in, input some social touches also. So you might go on LinkedIn and add them as a connection, or you might endorse them or like, or share something they post on LinkedIn. The second one will be trying to build trust um, so for example, if I'm reaching out to somebody in the manufacturing industry, I might reach out with some sort of, um, you know, case study or something that we've worked with, with somebody in the manufacturing industry to say, Hey, you know, for example, let's just use education. Actually, um, say I'm working with the university of Florida and now I want to say, Oh, I'm reaching out to Florida state and I'm telling them, Hey, we're working at, we're, we're actually working with the university of Florida. These are the results the university of Florida had. Florida State's going to kind of feel like, oh, well, if they're using it and they're six hours away, et cetera. So you want to build that trust. Um, I would still add a Calendly to schedule the call in the second and third email, but the second one would be more, could be a case study. Third one might be um, continue to build trust, and that could be through um, a white paper, um, a video recorded demo, or something of the product. Um, and then when you. For the uninitiated, a white paper is just kind of a generic teaching thing. Yep. That's why it's called white. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not to be uh, confused with white labeling. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, the next two might be just follow-ups. Hey, I've sent you a few emails now. So follow, follow up. And then the last one I go in for a reply. Um, so I might be going in for a click in the first few with my calendar, but the last one might be, hi, Esty. Um, I've reached out to you several times. I've sent you a case study. Is it a, you know, not part of your budget this quarter B you're currently using one of our competitors, C, you have no interest, or D, you just have no time. And my end up goal is A, B, C, D, see what the reply is, and then build another sequence out of that reply. Very cool. Love it. Guys, gold. I hope I've been taking notes. I hope you've all been taking notes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I feel like we could go here forever. Um, but as this is the Business Breakthrough Podcast, I must know at this advanced stage and with the ability built into the company of what you do to develop so many leads, which is so many people struggle, um, you know, how to get the leads, how to close the leads. Yep. What is the current business struggle for you guys? The current business struggle right now, um, I would say is one is hiring good salespeople. 
Um, hiring good salespeople is a struggle because there's a few things. A, um, you find a salesperson, they work for you, and people in sales always want to make more money. So if they come in and after three months you've trained them, you've spent all this money training them, and then across the street they've offered $10,000 more, for example, um, a lot of people make the move. So a lot of transition in sales, which is, um, I guess, something that is a struggle with trying to maintain. That's why you got to, um, entrepreneurs, build a good culture at the beginning. Build somewhere where people want to work and they want to stay. Um, so that's one thing that means, you know, team activities, et cetera. Um, you know, second is, um, is because we work, we have a team in Toronto, we have a team in a little bit in Florida and a big team in Europe. It's trying to use it, you know, like something like Slack, which is a communication tool, but trying to make sure everyone's working the same hours and everyone's communicating with each other and being engaged with each other. So I think that is one of the important things with us is trying to make sure everyone feels like one team, even though we might be in different locations. Um, huh. And then the, the third thing um, I would say as a tip is um, everything takes time. So as an entrepreneur, small business, don't expect results right away and don't expect to, um, to have a developer tell you it's going to take three weeks because it's going to take you three months. So make sure you have patience. It takes time, but with time, good things happen. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of people, like when people come to me and they're like, we need a website. So first of all, I'm like, we do strategy first. They're like, okay, how long does that take? So strategy with us takes anywhere between one and three months, depending yeah. on what you're trying to do. Um, they're like, and when do I get to build my logo? I said, Sometimes after the first month or so, we might be ready to start building that. And how long does that take? That takes yeah. that month. A month. Like, so Esty, I won't be done for like three to six months. I'm like, not if you want to do it well. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It <laughs> takes time. If you want to do it sloppy, go on Fiverr, get something in 24 hours and enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not the same entity. You want to build a website <laughs> overnight? It is not the same thing as when you do a strategic um, plan. And then you, like we were talking about, right? You build your personas and your avatars and you craft all of your angles. And then you build a website with purpose, which begins with web strategy. And then you wireframe it. And then we go and we get the copy done. And then we get all the design assets. And then we mock it up. And then we correct it. And then we um, put it up. And then we test it. Like, yeah, that takes a lot more time. Listen, you want to move into a furnished apartment or you're going to build a custom house? Which one? Exactly. Exactly. Totally different. So that for sure. So for this team thing, and I, I, this really appeals to me because I also run a fully virtual team and we're also in like five time zones. Yeah. Um, and I don't even use Slack yet. I've been trying to avoid it, except you want to hear the coolest thing I literally learned last night from one of my clients in London, because I was complaining because he has me on his Slack and he knows that like, I'll WhatsApp everybody if I can help it um, before I'll Slack, because I can voice note. Yeah. Uh, so much easier for me to talk. And I'm like, so we're discussing it yet again. I don't even know why. And he's like, Esty, you know what we got? There is a plugin for Slack that lets you voice note. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah we, use, we use Slack. I love it. I love it because we have different categories for marketing, sales, operations, new features, product launches, content uploading, WhatsApp groups everything. For all of that. Oh, amazing. 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 <laughs> I use WhatsApp like it's Slack just with voice notes, but the truth yeah. is it's not really because other people can't access it if they're not in the thing and you can't yeah. search it. You can't, it's not the same. And I know it's not the same and I know I have to grow up and move into Slack, but um, this voice note thing is game changer for me. I messaged my assistant instantly. I'm like, guess what? We might actually move 
everyone's just <laughs> part of the team operates in Slack. Just, I don't <laughs> like part of the team already does. Um, and it's just like, they're waiting for Esty to join in. <laughs> Amazing. Cause she's addicted to her voice notes. Um, but do you ever do like group zoom calls? Like, do you do things where everyone gets together? We do that. So every Monday morning from nine o'clock, we have our sales call. 10 o'clock is our marketing call and 11 o'clock is a development call. So we do, I do as a CEO, I do one hour each one. Got it. Um, yeah. I have that with some of my teams also with my team. And then with some of my clients where yeah. I like, I come in as like a, a CMO or a CIO sometimes for different yeah. companies. Um, exactly. So have you ever, so this is an idea that I had and I haven't tried this yet. Um, but I had, I have thought about it sending food to the different teams for like a special meeting or sending a gift that's going to arrive that like, it's almost like you're in one place. Yeah. So what we, what we do is that we do, um, I have my HR out in well, Serbia. They actually take everyone out for every month for dinner. So we, we do a screen share with me. So I actually see them and I do a little talk while they're so all having, having some good food um, at, at dinner. So we do do that. Yes. That's cool. It's what great. If you it works really well. Groups? What if everyone was doing that at the same time? Oh, I mean, that's, that's a good idea. I mean, it would be, it would be breakfast somewhere, lunch somewhere, yeah, dinner somewhere, and dinner but somewhere else. And exactly. what if one manager in each location had gotten a box of some gift or some new unveiling or some something, and it got given to everybody at the same time? Ex yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting one. I'm going to write that one down. That's it would good. feel very different. Cause this is something, again, it's something that I also struggle with and deal with. Like some, my team is in all different time zones. Some of my clients' teams also, again, I'm in LA and I have clients in Europe and some of their teams are in Eastern Europe and across the East Coast. And like, we're all over, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And coordination is super fun. Yeah. I'm like, okay, who wants to wake up early? Who wants to go to sleep late? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It's so um, funny. But these are things that I've, I haven't tried them yet. So if you try them, let me know how they work. Because yep. I've been- I'm going to write that one down. Also, how, to pull, how do you pull the team together, right? Because you have all the virtual channels and then you have the Zoom and screen chairs. But what can you touch? What can exactly. you physically touch? And like, you know, can I make everybody a t-shirt? You know, and then everyone's going to like wear it together. And like, we'll all- and, and again, why do armies have uniforms? It, it's part of feeling part of something. You know, team, we'll all be yeah. looking- Yeah, we'll all kind of look the same. Even though we all sit in offices and no one sees us. Exactly. <laughs> but, but we we're part of something that we all are wearing the same shirt. It's like, Hey, you're wearing the same shirt as me. Like whenever I meet a stranger and like we're wearing the same outfit, like I was once out at an event, this was actually bad. And I was, no, it wasn't bad because I didn't end up wearing it. And I went to this event and I had this, I had been deciding that day if I was wearing, it was like a black and white outfit or like a blue outfit, let's say. Right. And I get to the event and there's like a 15 year old wearing my black and white outfit. And I was very, very happy I wore the blue one because I was like, that would have been just so weird. <laughs> like it looks very <laughs> different on her than it does on me. And it just looks kind of funny. <laughs> That's so funny. But, That's good. But there's a connection when you walk in somewhere, you're like, oh my gosh, I have that shirt. <laughs> you know? That's amazing. That is good. That is good. Cool. Cool stuff. This has been so, so, Sean. You're genius. I love this. This has been so valuable, even for me, guys, all of you listening, I know it has been. I apologize if there's a little too much techno babble, but, um, <laughs> but this is, this is incredibly valuable. Thank you. So where can people, and actually this, I know 
right? Um, because if you haven't noticed, Sean's a sales guy. He's dropped his name and email at least three to five times through this conversation. <laughs> Just email him at Sean at autoclose.com with a K. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so is that where you want people to find you or where should they go to find out more about Yeah, them? they can do that. Uh, follow me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm very engaged on LinkedIn. I post a lot of good content. So um, email or LinkedIn would be the two best places to get in touch with me. Amazing. So we will put that up on sdran.com slash 75 and in the show notes so you can check Sean out. Um, so Sean, I like to surprise my guests at the end and ask for a quote. It doesn't have to be one of all time, but it can be. Uh, it could just be something that resonates now, but I love these little wisdoms to send people on their way. A quote. Um, Wayne Gretzky's quote was, uh, you, you miss uh, you miss 100 of the, sh what is it? You miss 100 shots you don't take. You uh, miss 100% of the shots. 100% of the shots you don't take, exactly. I like that quote a lot, so I'm familiar with it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's great. And I think it, it's so representative of your story also. And I love that. It's one of my favorite things about the end. Like, you know, when we hear that quote and we can compare it to everything you've said and like, you know, how you've, you know, just kind of gone for it in so many different ways in the business and your business is a business of, if you will, going for it, taking those shots, yeah. a resonant quote to, to the company, to, to what you do. I love it. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. This has been fantastic. So guys, for all of you listening, I know you're subscribed. Like, I know you are, but like just on the like slight chance that you're not, hit subscribe right now because this was gold and you know the last one was, you know the next one will be. So hit subscribe and you know somebody who needs to do email marketing. You know somebody who needs more lead gen. You know someone who needs to learn about this, learn about this tool and also learn about how to do this kind of lead gen sequence. If you know anyone who's been trying to send emails to get leads, please, please share this specific episode with them so that they can do it smarter and better. So share it through iTunes, through Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, or just go to sdran.com slash 75 or share sdran.com, E-S-T-I-E-R-A-N-D.com slash 75, where you'll find the show notes and the web streaming link to the episode and share that love and that knowledge and that wealth. And we'll catch you next time. Sean, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I see that was a lot of fun. This was super fun. We'll see you next week, guys. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?